Welcome to the After the Run podcast, a community for those who want to lose the weight, feel great, and run hard. I'm your host, Tyler Christensen, just an ordinary dude that got really fat but finally decided to do something about it. Now I bring you a new episode each week with tips on how you can make small changes in your life that lead to huge changes in how you feel and act. I'm here to challenge you to take action now. Let's get started. Here's After the Run. Hi, it's Tyler, and this is my Midlife Crisis Show. Um, it's a really personal show and something that's um, kind of sensitive, and so I'm not exactly sure if I'm actually going to air it or not, but I want to record it. And um, the reason I'm recording it is, as I was running this morning, I realized that I'm going through a midlife crisis right now. And it just hit me. In fact, it hit me so hard that I stopped my run early I was planning on doing 10 miles, I did 8, and now I just feel like I have to get this out. And so, um, here I am. So, midlife crisis. When I think of what a midlife crisis is, what comes to my mind is a dude in his mid-40s, fat, changes his career, buys a fancy car, divorces his wife, goes on exotic vacations, and honestly, when I think of this, I think of a schmuck, right? Some dude that's just throwing it all away, deciding that he's better than the world around him and seeking something else in his life. So, of course, when I realized that I'm going through a midlife crisis, it, it gave me pause. It made me think, oh, crap, what am I doing with my life? And so let me explain a little bit how I came to this realization and then what I'm going to do with it. So that's what this episode will be about. Well, first, I am in my mid-40s. And if uh, you're familiar with my story, you know that a little over a year ago, I topped out uh, over 300 pounds. So I'm this fat 40-year-old, right? Um, Well, I also, a few years ago, left my dream job of being a college professor. I loved my job, but I left it and moved across the country, made this radical change, uh, transplanted my whole family. And we went across the country and started over, and now I'm an elementary school teacher. So major uh, professional shift in my life. Uh, Just a few months ago, I bought the fanciest car I've ever owned, one of the fanciest cars I've ever driven. And so, you know, check that box as well. Uh, My wife of 16 years, who I love more than anything, I didn't divorce, so I can't check that box. Uh, I would never, in fact... In 16 years of marriage, never once has it even entered into my brain to leave my wife because she's a million times better than me, and I would be crazy uh, to leave her. In fact, every day when I leave her in the morning just to go to work, it's a hard, painful thing because if I could spend every waking moment with her, I would. She's just amazing. So don't check that box. But even exotic vacations. Last year, we went on our first cruise ever as a couple, and just this week... I don't know how I'm going to pay for this or make this happen, but I told my kids next year we're going to find a way to make it happen. We're going to go on an epic road trip, cover all the southern states, try to see Dude Perfect in Texas, make it over to Disney World and Harry Potter World, uh, and just have the most epic vacation of all time. Again, I don't know how I'm going to make that happen, but I told the kids I'm working towards it. So, yeah, I'm kind of right in the middle of a midlife crisis. Ah! Um, I hope I'm not too crazy in throwing my life away, um, but to the contrary, I feel like some really amazing things are happening right now, 
and I'm on the verge of some really big things. And so I wanted to take a minute or 10 to kind of explain where I'm at and where I want to go uh, and how this midlife crisis could actually be a positive thing for me, my family, and even for you and for, and for the rest of the world. So when you think of midlife, the reason why it's called midlife crisis is because for most people, your first 20 years of life, you go to school. Then your next 20 years of life, you're building up your career and probably attaining some success in your career. And then the next 20 years after that, from 40 to 60, is where you kind of just, you know, see your kids grow up and leave um, and kind of prepare for retirement. And then the 20 years after that are your retirement. And so right in the middle of that, mid-career, is where I find myself right now. Now, I didn't take the normal path. Um, instead of having the first 20 years of my life be my education, it was the first 40 years of my life. Because for the last 20 years of my life, you know, from 20 to 30, I was in graduate school. And then from 30 to 40, I was a professor. And so I spent all that time, you know, part of it was working professionally, but uh, I was being educated throughout and, and being in school and, and having that experience. So my life's been a little different, and maybe that's why I didn't see this midlife crisis sneak up on me. Um, I think people have a crisis because they realize that their life isn't what they wanted it to be. Well, for me, it's been almost the opposite. Um, as I look back over the last 20 years, I never could have imagined a life this grand. Um, just I feel so blessed. Like I explained with my wife earlier, she's phenomenal. She's the most amazing person I've ever met in my life. And to be able to be married to your hero and not just see that person every day, but to talk to them and learn from them, I'm just the luckiest guy in the universe. And on top of that, I have four children, and each one of them is different and unique and amazing. And having them in my life is such a blessing that every day I think, wow, I can't believe that them individually, that they're in my life and that I'm learning and growing from them. So I've just, I'm in this amazing spot where I look back over the last 20 years, and life is so much better than I ever dreamed it could be. I love going to work every day. I, and as much as I love my job, and I truly do, I, I teach fifth grade, I have 27 students, and they're amazing, and I love spending time with them. But as much as I love spending time with them, I also love the hours where I'm not at work. You know, my hours from four to eight each day are incredible. Four to eight in the morning is when I learn, I listen to podcasts, I read books, and I create, I write blog posts, I work on my books, um, I work on my speeches, and so that's my four to eight in the morning. And my four to eight in the evening, that's my relationship building time. That's when I'm spending time with my kids, I'm exercising, I'm going on dates with my wife, um, and I just love that time. So four to eight is kind of the sweet spot for my day. And so I just really have this really blessed life right now. Now that being said, just like any good midlife crisis will have, I'm thinking about making some major changes over the next few years. And the reason for this is I, I just finished writing my book, Unlocking the Power of Transformation. And it details some of the experiences I've had in the last few years with losing 100 pounds, with becoming a sports writer, with doing web design for celebrities and professional athletes, uh, and some of the other cool things I've done in my life, becoming a published author, refinishing my basement and flipping a couple houses. You know, I, I've just had some really cool experiences. 
And I wanted to write this book mostly for me because I was just so grateful for the experiences that they've made me who I am. I'm grateful for the failures that I saw because in each case, all the cool things that I've done in my life, they came off the back of many failures. And so I learned all these incredible lessons and I'm grateful for them which is why I'm publishing the book on Thanksgiving Day uh, this year. I'm just grateful for those experiences. But I also feel like it's my responsibility to share what I've learned with others. If no one else, to share it with my wife and with my children. But I also have students that I want to touch, and friends, and even people that I've never met where I think they can benefit from the lessons that I've learned, from the failures that I've experienced. And so I have this book, Unlocking the Power of Transformation, where I talk about the five-step process that I use to make some major changes in my life. So, really excited about that. But in the writing process, you know, I've been really introspective these last few months as I've written down all my experiences and looked for themes, tried to make, make connections. And what I've realized in this whole process is, while I love my life right now, there were some things in my life that I would like to change or that I would like to see improved. Um, when I think about the perfect life, um, the perfect life involves amazing relationships. And I can absolutely check that box. Not just with my wife and my kids, but my closest friends are incredible. They make me a better person. Um, I've had lots of opportunities in this last year to be interviewed for a lot of different shows. And talking with those hosts, you know, it, these are superficial relationships. You know, people that I just met. But they're inspiring me and they're encouraging me to be better and, and to do more. And I'm just so grateful for even those superficial relationships in my life. Um, so I can check those boxes of relationships. Uh, in a dream life, you would also have financial security and time uh, freedom, you know, where you can do what you want to do um, and spend your time in the ways that you want to. Well, I have not quite perfectly reached that, um, but I can say I, I drew up my dream schedule a while ago and just mapped out every day what I would do basically from 4 a.m. till 11 p.m. every day, and I, I'm pretty darn close on it. The way I spend my days, I love what I do. I love waking up early and writing. I love waking up and listening to podcasts and learning from others. I love developing new skills, and so I'm spending my early morning hours doing that. My late uh, evening hours, like I talked about my four to eight earlier, the way I spend time with my wife and my kids, you know, being able to have story time each night, even with my 14-year-old, um, and have that one-on-one -on -one time with each of my kids. Like, I'm living the dream right now, and, and I really have an amazing life. Part of that time freedom and financial freedom, of course, is tied to money. And this is an area where I might be a little deficient right now. I certainly make enough money between my day job as a school teacher and all my side hustles that we live a, a relatively comfortable life. Of course, it depends on how, how you're stacking that up against other people's life. We don't live in a mansion. You know, the dream car I talked about earlier, that's a minivan. You know, we just bought a new minivan. And it's a great car, uh, but it's not a fancy sports car. And, you know, I have a lot of friends that drive fancy sports cars. And I don't aspire to that, and so that's not a big deal. I don't need to live in a huge fancy house. Um, but 
I would like to have the financial um, security that if something went wrong, that I wouldn't lose sleep over it, you know, and things do go wrong. Um, I spent well over $10,000 this last year on medical bills. And, and as a school teacher, you, it's not hard to do the math. <laughs> That's like 25% of my take-home income was spent this year just on hospital bills. Um, and so, you know, I, w- I want to be prepared in case anything happens to me. I want my family to be set up for security. Um, but if we have other obstacles in the house, I want that financial security. And so, so I don't quite have that dream life yet. You know, so dream life is relationships having kind of that dream schedule, doing what you want to do, and then having that financial security. And I'm not quite there, but then where I really have spent a lot of time thinking lately is the way you spend your, you know, waking hours of the day. For most people, that's a full-time job. And I really love my job as a school teacher, but I've thought a lot lately about what parts of my job I like the most. Because people ask me all the time, are you gonna go back to teaching college again? Do you want to be the principal of the school? Stuff like that. And my answer is a simple one. No, I like my job right now. I'm not interested in those other things. And I'm not pursuing those things. But the part of my job that I like the most, you know, I like teaching math. I like teaching science. I really like teaching social studies. But what really gets me excited to be with my students is teaching them how to be better people and live better lives. And those come, you know, before the school day starts, as I greet them at the door, or as I go out to recess with them. I'll often skip my lunch break and and go out and have recess with my students. And those are the moments for me that are magical. That's why I'm a a elementary school teacher. It's because I want to make a difference in their lives, not just teach them things that will help them pass tests. And so I love that part of my job. Well, it just so happens that there are other jobs that allow you to do that and pay a lot better than what a school teacher gets paid. And so I've been thinking more and more about, well, even without quitting my teaching job, are there things that I can be doing right now to pursue some of these other things? And it, it really dawned on me as I was running today, my dream job isn't to be a school teacher. It's to be a movie producer. <laughs> and I'm actually, I'm not even sure what a movie producer does or, or a director. But I was thinking, the best part of my job is telling stories. And telling stories that make people um, happy, that might entertain them, but also teach a lesson so that they might make an improvement to their life, that they might make changes in their life. And so um, I want to be able to create content that will do that for people. That's why I'm an author. That's why I blog. That's why I podcast. Is It gives me the opportunity to share these stories. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. And I love that part of my life. If I could be paid to do that, and even paid a lot to do that, that would be even better. And that's why over the last six months, I've started investigating public speaking. Because it turns out, I didn't even know this was a thing, public speakers can get paid to give speeches. And you know, you think of your Rudy Rudigers of the world that have a really cool story, and they're motivational speakers, and they get paid huge keynotes. You know, your Magic Johnsons and Bill Clintons of the world, they get paid these huge fees to go speak. But there's also people that are just normal people that get really good at sharing messages that also get paid to speak. And they can also get paid quite a bit. Um, I now have several friends that 
are in that realm. I met a lot of people over the summer and in the last few months that make a really comfortable living as public speakers, as keynote speakers. And so I'm learning from them. I'm even getting trained. I've taken some online courses. I'm going to a retreat in a few weeks to learn how to be a better public speaker and to refine that craft, to get better at telling stories. And I'm really excited about that. But, you know, just telling stories for me isn't enough because I've seen the power of media. And I know that crafting a story and telling it once to someone can make a difference in their life. But if you can craft a viral video and stick it on YouTube, you can touch 15 million lives. And I'm really interested in that. Now, I don't have the skills to do that. Fortunately, I do know some people who do have the skills, and I'm learning. So I'm working on that craft. But when I think of being a movie producer, I'm thinking of what can I share from my own life, my own experiences, and the things that I've learned from others. How can I share those things in a visual medium that can really make an impact. So that's work, what I'm working on right now is getting better at telling stories, looking for opportunities to share my message on a stage, but also in my books and in podcasts and blogs. And, and in doing that, and I'm developing the skills now because here in my midlife crisis, I realize this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I enjoy talking to you about health and about fitness. Uh, I enjoy getting on stages and talking about my experiences and losing weight and making transformations in my life. But there are lots of things in my life that I'd love to share. And in fact, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode right now. But my next episode, I'm going to tell you some stories. And I'm going to, it's going to be a total huge departure from everything I've talked about so far on the show. I'm going to share some of the things that are most important to me in my life. Uh, In fact, my next episode is going to be about my relationship with my oldest son and the lessons I've learned as I've raised him and as he's raised me. And these are the kinds of things that I want to share to a wider audience. And I'd love to be able to do that in a visual way. Now, you're just going to get the audio this first time and the stories aren't going to be very polished because I've never told them before. But I'm going to share some experiences about raising my son and us learning and growing with each other and I think there's going to be some huge value there but down the road man I'd love to make a video out of this and have some visuals and and really show how that unfolds um my my buddy Clint Pulver he's done this he's a motivational speaker and just a phenomenal human being and he made a video about his experience as a fifth grader as a child a 10 year old um getting sent to the principal office because he was being disruptive and how that introduced him to becoming a drummer. And it's an incredible story, and he put it on YouTube, and it's very produced. You know, he hired some actors to work in it, and um, it's a little cheesy in some areas. And like the 10-year-old, he was 10 in the actual story, but I think the actor that played him was like 6-year-old to make a dramatic emphasis and stuff. And so, you know, it's, it's funny and it's cute, But man, that video is impactful. It is so strong. I've watched it myself several times. And I just think that's what I want to do. I want to create content like that where I can share an important message and help people live better lives. Because at the end of the day, that's what I want to do with the rest of my life is help people find the kind of happiness that I've found in my life. And as I explained earlier in this episode, you know, I I really, I never knew life could be this good. I'm grateful for the relationships I have. 
And I, I really now feel that it's my responsibility to share with others how they can have that same happiness in their own lives. So next episode, I'm going to try it out and let me know what you think of it. I'm a little nervous about going this direction. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to After the Run. These episodes are raw and unedited. If you'd like to provide feedback on the show, ask questions, or suggest topics you'd like to hear more about in the future, please visit our website, www.aftertherun.com.